remembers those commercials with Carl Holman. Hi, everybody. I am the brewmaster from, I don't know, what was his beer? Can't remember. Anyway, look, I was reading an article the other day, a political article, that said that Steve Bannon, that guy who just got kicked out of the White House, that he was tweeting a lot. He was on Twitter, and in every one of his tweets, he was quoting Taylor Swift's, that's hard to say, Taylor Swift's. New song. Anyway, so I went to YouTube to take a look at her video, and there she was in full bondage gear with a, a little riding crop on her hand and a big fat collar around her neck that had a big iron loop in it for a chain. Can you imagine that? Would you want to see your daughter dressed up like that in public? Anyway, so I asked off my Facebook group if people would hire somebody who had a, bond, a bondage video on her Facebook page, you know, potential candidate. Everybody said yes, okay? There was only one reason that some people gave for rejecting the candidate. They said if she was too stupid <laughs> to set her Facebook page to private, they didn't want her, right? I understand that, but I have to say, I, I was a bit surprised because, you know, these people, I assume, the people who are reading my page, it's an ambulance going by. Anyway, they grew up on Amy Grant and Tiffany, and you know what? I don't remember them wearing bondage gear. I don't remember Blossom wearing bondage gear, right? But here's the lesson. As our former prime minister, I'm in Canada, our former prime minister, Pierre Trudeau, once said, the state has no place in the bedrooms of the nation. And today, most people seem to believe that's true, right? And if you want to hear more <laughs> about what Prime Minister Trudeau said, let me tell you, you've come to the right place on Jerry, Jerry! The Recruiting Animal Not for himself, he's a little too old for that. It's for his kid. Let me ask a question. And it's an important question. Is Bill Borman here by any chance? Is Bill Borman here by any chance? He's, all, he's only the guest today. Is Bill Borman here? Uh-oh. Oh, so let's talk about recruiting. So here's a tough one for you. What is the initial salary negotiation? When should you first ask someone... About the salary, I would what? say end of first call. End yeah, of first towards call. before the yes. call ends. First, I'm going to learn more about you. Then we're going to learn more about the opportunities, and then we're going to talk money. Because why burn additional calories about you know talking about an opportunity that is never going to be a fit financially? That's a good point. It's hard to hear what you just said. Well, shouldn't you ask about the money sooner? Well, I, I can't hear you. Uh, well, I'm okay with wasting an hour and not talking about, like, killing this opportunity because there isn't a financial match. But at least we figured out where this candidate needs to be, and we learn more about their career, and then we can consider them in the future. So what, um, what level of person are you talking to? What's their general salary range? Again, it, it depends on, on the position. Yeah, if, it's a, an, if it's an account executive position, it's going to be, you know, 
65 to 100,000 dollars. And then if it's so a higher level so position, you're talking. You still wait for the end of that call. Would you be different if they were a $12 an hour cabler? Oh, if it was a a very, um, you know, if it was something like 12, 15, 20 dollars an hour, then no, we would have that conversation. We would cover that earlier in the conversation. And what if they were a $2 million CEO? Would you still have that conversation as a natural one at the beginning? It, probably yes. In the first call, yes. So that, that, I think that's something we tend to miss. Who who you're talking to it changes. The higher up the scale, the more you want to build that relationship with them. The lower down. Can the I ask scale. what you're talking about? I mean, I've been listening for five minutes and I, I don't have a clue. <laughs> we're talking about money, money, money. About salary. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So go ahead. I'll listen for a while. Well, we have, most people say within the first call. Some do it at the beginning, some do it at the very end. The question is, well, in specific, what level are you looking at? I mean, if you're calling someone, it's a 10-minute call for cabling. You ask right away. That's all they care about. 12 bucks or 12.50. Let's go. Yeah. Well, I used to recruit from much higher level sales positions where it was half a million to, you know, on the low end, maybe three hundred thousand dollars. We would still have that conversation up front. And, Is that because and, you can work with them down the road? And you'll probably still have more jobs for them? Yes, and also because it, it the level of position would change depending on the caliber of the candidate. So if if that candidate started talking about, well, I'm currently at, and I can prove with W-2s over the past several years that I am at, uh, you know, $600,000, or that's where I will be if I'm at 100%, then the, then the position can change. So what you're saying is, is someone makes more money, and you can make more money off of them. You'll actually treat them like a human being. But if they're just transactional, you, you're not really interested in a long-term conversation with a guy hanging drywall or a temp decorator. You, you, don't, you don't need to know a lot about them long-term. You just need to know do you want the job or not. No, because it, let's say the money is off for a guy that's earning 15 and the position that I'm currently recruiting for is $12 an hour, then I do want to stay in contact with that individual moving forward and, as you said, treat them like a human being because there will be an opportunity that comes up in the future. What about you, Maureen? You said you get it right out in the beginning. I want to have it in the first first call, that conversation. I want to know if we're in the ballpark, if we're um... – if Why we can, can continue to have a conversation. Do you have second and third conversations, or is, is when you're sourcing, you're just getting those first names? I don't fun? have I don't have recruiting conversations when I'm sourcing. No. But, but you, Maureen, Maureen, hold on. Maureen does go in and do a, sort of a bit of candidate development sometimes. It's it's, it's an add-on right. uh, service that she offers. And, and do you exactly. ever talk to them about money? Do you ever I ask do. them what kind of money? What do you I say? Do. What do you say? I'll, I'll ask them um, what kind of, um, oh, how would I put it? it? It depends on what type of position we're talking about, but what type of comp- what type of compensation do they need to have going forward, um, or where are they? It just depends on how the conversation is unwinding when I'm doing the profile. 
I got a question going back to Michael G. Cox. You said you asked them for what do you guys call it in the states? Your W two? Yeah, not your... not in my current position, but at a previous employer, it was part you, of the business. How do you case. do that? How do you do that? You say you say the guy says I'm earning a hundred hundred thousand dollars. You say, well, I'm going to need proof of that. Is that what you say? No, well, I'll not in those words, but I'll at the end of the conversation I'll say now. As we move forward, one of the requirements that I have to provide to my decision makers is they have to have copies of your W-2s for the past three years. Um, and, and are you okay with sharing that? Are you prepared to be able to share that information? And more often than not, I, I got the okay. I, there might have been like two or three individuals that just said, no, I, I can't do that. And it wasn't. What kind of positions the, are you recruiting for? That are, that are asking that, for that. Those those were a uh, sales positions at a at a large value added reseller for um, you know IBM, Dell, HP, Red Hat, and so many others. But heavy commission. Yes. Um, and okay. that makes sense. Sir. So. It was not to determine what we are going to pay because in those larger type individuals that we're trying to recruit, they usually weren't interested in base salaries. They wanted to hear about points, uh, uh, percentages, things like that. Um, so it wasn't to gauge the the what we would be paying. It was to measure their previous success. Okay, and, so, and really what that told us is, okay, hey, this individual at this level has this sort of relationship with the types of organizations that we want to have relationships with. Okay, so they, they're not like they're – like, hold on. They're not like the president. They didn't get upset or resistant when you asked them to prove that they're, they're earning, right? They did it. People don't <laughs> mind doing that. I, I I can only remember once. It must have happened a few times, but I can only remember once when one individual got, got upset about that that question. Okay. Go ahead. Hey, Animal. Paul Lipman. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Yeah, I do the same thing. Hey, hey, hey. I do the same thing because uh, I do the same type of uh, role with sales especially. Um, a lot of times they're highly commissioned positions. They want to keep the guys whole, so they'll want to know what did this guy make. And sometimes I'll ask, hey, uh, where are you at? I make. It, I don't even talk dollars. I say, where are you at? What do you need? Can you back it up with a W-2 if need be? Boom make it very matter of fact and I never get, rarely get pushed back and if they say no I'll just say oh, that's fair why not you know just ask them you, why and that that pushes them into determining whether or not they're serious or they're bullshitting or not okay but what do you mean you don't talk dollars you're talking money <laughs> what do you I mean don't you don't use talk the term dollars? I don't use the word money I try to use I just I, I make it very matter of fact, and I, I don't use the word. What do you make? What? 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 How much do you make in dollars? I say, where are you at? Financially. I'm in Toledo. I'm in Toledo. Oh, financially. No, okay. I say financially. You know, where are you at? And they, they get it. With sales guys, they know exactly what you're talking about. Because you'll talk about quotas. You say, okay, what's your quota? Great. Um, did you make 100% quota? Great. What did that? What did that land you? What, what, what kind of? What kind of? Well, sometimes I will say money, but rarely. I'll say, so what, what, you know, what, what did that get you? Boom. 
So how many times do they turn around and ask you, or they say, well, I got about $60 million in the pipeline that hasn't closed yet. When you Great. Great. Great <laughs> to hear that. How much have you closed? <laughs> you know, pipeline, whenever I hear the word pipeline, you know, or anything like that in sales guys, you know, my ears perk up and I say, this guy's not closing. But, no, exactly. well, it, it's it's, it's like a startup company being pre-revenue. That's called I'm not making any money. That's okay. Right, right. Hey, there's nothing wrong right. with that. <laughs> with yeah. being pre-revenue? Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you know, another thing, it's funny. When you talk about sales guys, another thing is they use the term we versus I. You, you have to really listen to it. This is what we did. Oh, well, I'm like, great. Well, what did you do? <laughs> Even with other, not just sales, but developers too, or anything like that. What did you do specifically? That's a tough one. We'll people, talk about People are taught not to talk about themselves. And so sometimes they bet. That happens in marketing all the time. And you, you really <laughs> dig in. Not to talk about themselves. I play sales guys too. <laughs> who's there in the background? I can't, who's, who's talking in the background? Well, talk. What happened to your famous phone? We can barely hear I'm you. I'm on my cell phone. <laughs> uh, you need better service. <laughs> there I you go. It's an AT&T. Yeah, it's an AT&T phone. You know. Oh. We don't. We don't. We don't get great service up here in Boston. And we can't hear you now. I can hear him now. We're on speaker. Okay. Hey, Jim. So, Jim. Jim, you're doing a good job. Keep going. Let me do an ad. Do you have another question, Jim, that you think uh, would be good? I'll come up with another one. Okay, but let me do an ad in the meantime. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Recruiting Animal here. The show's finally on the road, thanks to my wonderful callers, okay? Anyway, you know, there's been a lot of talk lately about diversity. So I want to tell you something about my sponsor, BC Recruiter. They are the most diverse and inclusive recruiting software around. And you know why? Because size, you guys should know already, I'm hammering this into you every week. Size doesn't matter at PC Recruiter. Big or small, they fit them all. That's what they say, big or small, we fit them all. PC Recruiter, they make software that can be used by big recruiting teams and small recruiting teams. That's right, friends. No one is excluded at PC Recruiter. You can be a solo recruiter and only use a few of the features. You can be a giant company and use everything. You know what? If you need service, they're going to take care of you. You know why? Because they love you. Just like we used to say that, the Mickey Mouse Show. Why? Because we love you, and they want to take care of you. Okay? So remember, PC Recruiter, size doesn't matter. Check them out at PCRecruiter.net. Okay. Is that a good ad? Let me tell you. Is, should, should I improve that ad? Just... Pretty good. Okay. It's straightforward. Hey, if someone's walking right now, maybe pop your uh, phone on mute so we can hear the. Uh, yeah, I can, can hear, hear it the too. wind whipping through it. Okay. What's your next question, uh, uh, Bill? Bill. Bill. How can I punish Bill Borman? What am <laughs> I going to do? I couldn't punish him last time. There's nothing I can do. Okay. But anyway, maybe the show's better without him. Hey, that's what I'll go around saying. Bill, Bill didn't show up, and I w- I'm happy he didn't come here. Okay? What's the next question, Jim? Uh, how about how people are dealing with the new LinkedIn? Are they seeing um, – are they having problems with it? Are they, are they adjusted? It's been uh, eight months now. 
How many people are still using it on a daily basis? Are they not paying for it versus free? I pay for it. Everybody says you I can get it. it. I use it daily, and I use the free version. I wouldn't pay for it. Basic business account. You can do 90% of what you could do before. The person you want to be more specific? Jim, make, make, make them be more specific. So the, the person said they use it daily. Who is that? It's Brian. Uh, was that me? Paul? No, it's Brian. All right, we'll come back to the second Brian. one. So, Brian, are you just looking for an individual, or do you go inside LinkedIn and do searches with your free account? Both. Because I, uh, you know, I do that all the time. I got stuck. They have the new thing when you're doing your basic search, where all of your filters reset anytime you change the search functions. It drives yeah. me crazy. Right. So they continue to restrict it for the basic accounts. I found that pretty interesting. The um, what about the who else uses it daily on a paid version? Uh, yeah, I use the the basic paid version. Uh, what is the business pro? I guess it is not the not the recruiter light. Right. Um, and you're right. Searches, but you don't have to. You don't use the actual uh, the upgrade. Yeah, I mean, I use. You know, I started using these keywords, and they're starting to work out pretty well. The little keyword uh, searches. I mean, I I've done Boolean a lot, but sometimes it's just easier to go in and just do the little keywords here. You could do you could do Boolean in the keywords. I didn't realize you could do that, but that works pretty nicely. Well, um, Google's changed those. So the uh, I, I'm sure people are aware of this. Google, the Google algorithm changes on a regular basis, and it focuses on immediacy. I'm seeing less and less results from LinkedIn. Uh, it's funny. I can see more um, member URLs. But uh, finding anything else on that platform, or even doing in-text searches, they're graying out a good portion of what you, you know, can why find. Why is that? Why is that? Because of Google or because of uh, LinkedIn and their – thank you uh, – because they're <laughs> – they're, they're collaborating to, to make it unavailable. What's going uh, it's on? A, it's a mix. So Google doesn't change their algorithm for LinkedIn, but LinkedIn was built on very old technology that worked great with the Google of 2010. Every time they upgrade, they're going to lose something, and they have to be careful because so much of their traffic comes from search. And LinkedIn wants you to start hanging out on their platform now, which is different than before when it was just a place to, um, you know, you log in once a, once a month. So, I, and I, Bing hasn't caught up yet. Um, I found that interesting. I, I actually don't do a good job sourcing on Bing. I probably have to relearn. But um, you, you need to make sure that you, you are, um, these new, it's funny, these new tools do a great job. Sometimes they actually do a better job. I was just playing with HireTool the other day, one of your sponsors. It builds yep. some pretty good Boolean searches uh, inside LinkedIn, which is, um, it just helps you think of it in a different way. The concern yeah, well, is that's great until it doesn't. You know, it's, uh -oh. It's, uh -oh. so but they're constantly moving. But let, let you you can talk about higher tool during the ad, okay? What I I have a question. <laughs> I have a question. Uh, sorry, Nin. Okay, I have a question because because I thought we were going to go off. Bill Borman, you know, he goes. I does everybody hear all that noise, or is it just me? Okay, but everybody. Bill Borman travels the world, going to these true conferences, uh, and I was going to ask him what are the hot issues. These days, so I looked up some articles from you know last December saying what are the trends in recruiting 
in uh, 2017. Because what we're talking about here is nitty-gritty recruiting. How much? How much are you earning? How do you ask them that? You know, what happens? Uh, how do you actually search on LinkedIn? What do you do? You know, which account is best for you? We ask nitty-gritty questions here. But when people are talking about trends, it's always uh, is mobile still a big issue? AI is it going to do something? I don't. I don't know anything about AI except these have these chatbots. So I'm wondering, uh, does anybody have an idea of what are the hot issues? For them, in in recruiting, does anybody have anything specific? It's the personal. It's the personal touch. If you look at all the conferences, they were all AI and automation in the spring, and all yeah. of them in the fall are about getting back to human, getting back to personal touch. Because what they realize is AI is cool, but it's a lot further away than people think. And this uh, sitting around waiting for AI to take all of our jobs while we sit on the beach is so far away. If you're not training yourself. Uh, at this point, uh, individually, just getting on the phone, getting, you know, getting on the phone and talking to people, interviewing people live. Uh, the challenge is, is you'll lose your job long before the robot takes it. Uh, you know, I was hoping, oh, Jerry, Jerry's here. Just what I was going to ask his question. Jerry. Jerry uh, good afternoon. Here? Okay. Look, Jim Durbin's here. I got the two guys who were having a fight on the Facebook group, okay? I'm going to set you have the nerve to bring that man onto this show after everything that we've gone through this morning? Yeah. Okay, oh I'm going to set this up. I'm going to set this up. A third-party recruiter sends out a great resume to a, you know, to a company that's going to you know, see that and get excited. Actually, he faxed it out. And so when... The, when when the internal recruiter saw it, he decided he's going to get in touch with her. He sends her an email, and she writes back, oh, I already got a job through this recruiter. Uh, I know he's got a lot more people like me. Okay. Jim Durbin thinks that's a legit way to, be, to be, pick up business. Jerry thinks it's terrible. Am I right about that? Yep. No. No, not to say legit. I said it was interesting. Big difference. Okay, so you're giving in to Jerry already. There's no fight no, at all. No, not at all. Not at all. Jerry says it's horrible, and these people should be beaten and taken into the square. Absolutely. And are Absolutely. On their chest. There, is, there is no place for that in our industry. And we as an industry need to stand up in the face of that kind of crap and say, no way, no more. <laughs> we really do. I, we can't think, oh, well, you know, it's not all bad. No, that's all bad. All of it. There are a lot of people that stood on principle that are no longer in this industry. <laughs> that's that's my so the question is those other things that the key was that the recruiter, the internal recruiter looked at that resume and called or emailed or whatever Stephen did, it created an action. So well, yeah, I mean, what can you learn? There, there from are that? recruiters who send out resumes and say, Hey, check this person out. I mean it was good know, enough I mean, that he wanted to. Some people like that. I I'm not Entirely against, you know, depending on the situation. Mm. But the whole thing now was fake. It wasn't even a real person. Now Jerry's like, well, I always demand a signed contract, but on occasion I consider being something different. No, I never, I never do that. that. I think that some people do, and I'm less concerned about sending the resume of a candidate to a company. Who knows what kind of relationship they have? I mean, how'd they get the fax number? Have they ever talked before? I mean, there's a bunch of questions behind that. Then I am of just fax. saying, Jerry. Jerry, I gotta, I gotta enlighten you. It's not hard to get a fax number, okay? Okay. 
That's one thing I know how to find, a fax number. But you know I what? Bet. This is going yeah, this is going nowhere. The only issue I think that you raise the only issue you raised that's legitimate is that it was might have been a fake resume. They're like a fake profile. There's nobody that ever existed like that woman that he sent out. So there's no candidate. It's not true. They've got, you give them a search, and then they have to start from scratch. They don't have that kind of person right. uh, at their fingertips. Okay, end, end okay. of story. Okay, great. End, yeah, end of story. <laughs> Jim, do you have another question? I've got lots of questions, but if you got some, I'm open. You got I, I keep it going, Jim. Questions. Keep it going. Well, I wonder, is anyone using AI right now? Is anyone using any AI project they're aware of? No. Most of my intelligence is artificial. Yeah, okay. Well, not, not made up. Not fake, not fake intelligence. <laughs> Clearly, Wouldn't no that work well for commodity hiring? I mean, I don't see, at the executive level, it doesn't make much sense necessarily. But wouldn't that make more sense at the commodity level where there's a lot of mean? candidates? Well, well where there's a lot of candidates. About? Where yeah. you know at the uh, where there you know, lower and lower salary Truck positions, where there's yeah yeah those types of positions. Well, there what, are people what, what are you talking about? For that, uh, and there are not there are a number well, of of pilots that are out there working just on those kind of high volume. Hold on a jobs. second. Hold on a second. Like airline pilots. Wait a second. Audra Knight is still saying that my audio is still terrible. I'm on the phone. Is it bad? Is my audio bad? I, that might have been an old comment. It's much better. It's been a comment from 2011. It's from seven <laughs> seconds ago. We never know. Hey, hey, Animal, when you're in direct, everybody on a phone sounds weird. It's much different than when you call in. Right. Don't project your uh, problems onto your audio. You're the one struggling, <laughs> not your audio. Uh, okay. 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 So let me just see. Okay. Uh, okay. So thank you, Jim. It sounds like you've run out of stuff. Okay. <laughs> Paul Lipman, are you still here? Paul yes, Lippmann, I am. What are your top five extensions? What are your five favorite extensions? Are you an extension man? Jim, do you have another you know, question? I, uh, I, you know, I sometimes drop a few extensions on. Let's see here. Which, um, which one? You know, I've been using Hire Tool a little bit. I've been using I use this product called Interstellar Interstellar rather which uh, allows me to create uh, capture LinkedIn capture email addresses and then put them right into a email campaign off of LinkedIn which is a kind of a cool tool. And um, that's, that's not a dangerous it's not getting you put in LinkedIn jail. Nope. What nope, how, do nope, you, how do you not yet. how do you spell it for us? Interstellar Interstellar, I N T E R S E L L E R. Yep. Uh huh. I never heard of it. Um, Anybody else heard of it? Go ahead. It's a new new product out there. Okay. I swear by it. That's how I get all my business. Um, I use uh, PC Recruiter extension Uh where it'll where it'll put the uh, candidate right into my database. Those are the major ones that I I've been using. using you're using PC Recruiter, is that right? Yep. That, yep. that extension works only with PC Recruiter. It's that a, is correct. It's a drip marketing campaign. It's just autom- automated. It's four or five minutes. Interseller is. For you. I, yeah. Yes, Interseller is a drip marketing campaign interface. 
Uh, but the PC Recruiter one is phenomenal. They just did an upgrade to it, and it works like a charm. There's your plug. Okay, great. Why don't I, why don't I do a higher tool ad while we're at it, okay? And if Jim or somebody wants to chime in about how wonderful it is, that's fine with me. This is the time for that. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. You know what? I was listening to a higher tool video by cute little Katie Gajitian, okay? And she says higher tool. Now, Nin, Chan, Nin Tran, he says it's supposed to be higher tool. But the person he hires to do his ad, they're saying higher tool. So if she says higher tool, I'm saying higher tool. H-I-R-E-T-U-L. It's a full-service sourcing tool. You just heard people here say that they use it, right? You tell it what you want. And like Jim said, it builds search strings for you on all sorts of websites. LinkedIn, Facebook, GitHub. Stack Overflow, I assume. I I have never used it there. Anyway, here's what else it does. It takes those results. I can hear the wind, okay? Stop the wind. Stop the wind, okay? It gives you those results, and they're ranked. It ranks them. Best people at the top, worst people at the bottom. And it tells you who's most likely ready for a move. I don't know exactly what they base that on. But you know what? I know that there's a – I can get into another story about that. I don't know what they're basing it on. I know what other people do. They you know, watch to see if you've made any changes on your LinkedIn page and if you're using negative words on your social media that shows you're unhappy. I don't know how they guess it, but they tell you this person's ready, more ready than the other people. And then it also does a guess on the salary range. Michael Doran, he says, I was contacted. I'm sorry, I'm reading the same guy. He says, I was contacted by the people from another sourcing tool. You know, I've got an account with them, and they offered me a good deal to renew, but I told them, no way, I just bought a year of hire tool, right? And he says when he was at Dropbox, Dropbox didn't pay for hire tool. He had to pay for it himself, but it was worth it. He was the best there. He calls it the best sourcing tool on the market right now. He's a raving fan. If you want to check it out, do a demo with Nin Tran. He is a gentle person. He does a full search. He'll take your searches, do them for you, and not push you to buy. He just says, think it over. Okay, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. Thank you. Okay, any other topics people want to talk about, uh, or should I suggest them? Where's Bill? He didn't show. <laughs> ah. He didn't Let's show. Kill yeah, Kill Bill. That's what I'm feeling like. He didn't show, and his son didn't show either. <laughs> Do I still get paid extra? Because it was supposed to be an international show. Yeah, but you didn't even show either. You were at the orthodontist with your oh. kid. All right, then okay. we're even. Okay. okay. All right. Is it a, yeah, okay. So, okay. <laughs> Does anybody want to tell us how they turn off losers? I'm always interested in that. And the reason is because everybody's talking about how uh, how recruiting is all about relationships. So you get this person, you're very positive with them, you're, you know, uh, you're talking them up a little, I assume. Some people say you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to, you know, build up their egos too much because they'll think they're worth more than they really are. But you, you have a positive relationship. Most people do with their candidates. Okay, then you have to say they're not interested in you. Does anybody want to tell me how they like to do it? 
I, no. have, I like to give them something. What? Candy? Uh, advice? <laughs> Send them a, a PDF? <laughs> give them a website? I like to give them something and make them go away so that they feel good about it. And that's, uh, a website? That's what are you uh, how to find a job website? They can't find that on their own? Is that, is that what you're talking about? It doesn't matter what it is. You give them a piece of candy. The point is you're giving them something so it doesn't feel like you just came to take and filter them. I think this is a huge problem right now for all these incoming resumes. 99% of the people who send you a resume, you either ignore or send a bad email to, they get no value from it. It's one of the things that will fix for you. How do you make someone better after every conversation? And the answer is yeah, but hold on, Jim. You're, those are those are two different things. There's people who just send in their resumes. They're not people that you have a relationship with. Someone who's actually a candidate, especially somebody, especially someone you've recruited. You know, you call them out of the blue. I've got this great job for you. Yes, I'm interested. Okay, you know, let's talk about you know what questions you should review before you go in. Uh, this is why I think you're going to like it. Yes, it's very exciting. No. We don't want you, okay? How do you move from one to the other? Uh, I think it is an issue. Because you have to be very positive, and then you have to say, no, they're not Why interested. Why do you have to be so positive? How many, excuse my language, fucking exclamation points do you have to put in the first email? It is infuriating to see four or five or six. Because you're, you're faking happiness for them. And then we do it with a text of, oh, I'm so glad you called. The manager's really exciting. Of course you've built them up and turned them down. I, I think those people should be branded more than someone who sends a fax and can be ignored. I think that's... Okay. Do you take a neutral, emotion, deliberately neutral emotional attitude towards candidates? Is that, is that yeah. right? You're I'm, like, not gonna, I'm not going to get them really excited about it for any role. I'm, I'm trying to get them to get excited about what they do, and then we'll see if that's a fit, as opposed to telling them they're, they're excited about this job. I think the dumbest thing we write is, I think this job is perfect for you. That's, you're insane to write that. You're, I, I, wrong. I don't like that, but I don't know if Rich Rosen it's is insulting. here. Rich, why is it insulting? It's insulting because you don't know anything about the person. How yeah. can you uh, tell them it's perfect when you don't know anything about them? Uh, when uh, I get that, I just laugh. I was like, great, how do you know? Okay, I agree with you. I agree with that. But Rich Rosen, I don't know if he's on the line. I think he hung up because we said we couldn't hear him. Uh, he he. I posted it today. He said, when you call up, you got to have energy. you got to be excited. You've got to tell them it's a great job. Rich, are you still here? No, I don't think he is. But he makes money, okay? Rich has made as much money in one year as I'll make in my lifetime, okay? <laughs> and, and that's how he does it. Maybe hey, it there's a difference between... Here's the difference between being excited and 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 blowing smoke up their ass, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, guess. I mean, you know, you can say you can say, hey, this is, you know, hey, I've got an opportunity. It's interesting. I always tell them, I don't know if it's going to be a fit for you or not. Let's have a conversation and learn about it. And then I always tell them, or not always, but ninety percent of the time, I'll tell them, look, most of the people I talk to, I don't place. And then I always send them a, a, a short email at the end, what do recruiters do? And the one thing it says is, true or false, recruiters can find you a job. False. That's not what we do. Oh, really? Okay, so you've got a follow-up email. Does it also say, hey, you know, I know I've, you know, I'm, don't, don't mistake me for your personal agent. I'm also recruiting people to compete with you. 
In a certain extent, yeah. I mean, look, I said just like you're looking at multiple, just like you're looking at multiple jobs, my clients are looking at multiple people. Okay, no, I love this. Nobody's ever come on before and said that, and it's something I've often thought of doing myself. Although I thought I would have it on a web page and and send them a link. You actually send when you're finished talking to somebody, you send someone an email, and it says. Thanks for speaking to me. I just want you to know exactly what I do. And then it's written right in the email. That, well, I know, sent them a link, and it says how to work with a recruiter. Here's, uh, okay. here's a link on what we do, how to uh, work with a recruiter. Boom. And it goes right to my website. Uh-huh. Okay. And when you call someone up, you you know, you say to them, uh, you know, actually, can you give us your, your sort of uh, spiel? Because you've given part of it, and I don't know how it how it evolves into Well, that. I mean, it varies. I've been doing this for so long, it varies. But I say, look, um, you know, we don't know each other. You know, I want to find out a little bit about, you, you know, there's an opportunity I'm working on. I'm not sure if it's going to be the right fit, but I want to find out a little bit more about you. It's in your space, and it could be a match. I don't know. Let's, uh, you know, give me, let's talk about what, you, what you've been doing. I mean, that's kind of how I do it. It's fairly uh-huh. general. I don't have a spiel. It's, that's it's, what I it's call conversation. Spiel. Okay. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's a Give and take, and, and I and tell them, you know, I say, look, I've been doing this for 20 years. Uh, I'm a third-party recruiter. I work in your industry. You know, I work with a lot of top companies that you probably know. Um, you know, I was referred to you, or I found you on LinkedIn, or I, you know, you, what your background looks intriguing. Boom. But you know, I also don't cold call anybody. You saw that you you reposted that today. I, posted I don't it cold today, call yeah. people. Yep. Yep. Email. I email campaign everybody, and then I got responses because I'm sick and tired of calling people and getting no answer, and they're not going to want to um, – you're breaking their day up. So I say, hey, let's have a conversation. Boom. How much I get about time – yeah, but 10%. Do, do, you research, do, do you research those emails and personalize them like, you know, you're supposed to now spend a half an hour looking at the person's blog and every book no. printing he's ever had? No, it's very generic. All I say is very simply, let me grab my email note here. Hold on a second. Um, it's very simple, uh, and I send this out to everybody. It's the same thing. Hold on one second. Recruiting. Here we go. Um, through my networking, I ran across your name. We share several mutual contacts on LinkedIn. I've been working in the industry for 20 years. Blah, blah, blah. Your background looks very intriguing and relevant to a recruiting project that I'm working on. Having no idea of your present circumstance, are you open to a quick confidential discussion to, to, to determine if one of my projects could potentially be stronger than your current situation? Boom. Okay. That's it. You get, temp, you get 10% for the other 90. Well, for a second, is Maureen still there? Maureen, are you still there? Maybe she's on mute. i got to tell you something. You've got a nice, peppy kind of delivery naturally i assume so you don't have to act energetic you seem peppy you seem very positive just the sound of your voice the way you deliver it confident. Okay, so I, I, I try to be confident okay i don't know if that's what that, to me it doesn't sound like well, confidence. it sounds like enthusiasm that's what it sounds enthusiasm, like enthusiasm okay? but i know it's I matter of more confidence than enthusiasm I don't know. I feel Thank just you, like, Jerry. look, I've been doing this a long time. Okay, Anna, I, know my, I know my crap. I know what I'm doing. Boom. Confident. But you're, you know your crap or your crap? Okay. Look, Close. Uh, <laughs> okay. What about the other – I'm going to ask you a question. I've got to do an ad. What about the other 90% of the people? Do you go back and try to bring them in, the ones who didn't respond the first time? I'm going to come back to you. But first I want to tell everybody again about my great 
sponsor PC recruiter. And good old Marty, Marty Snyder. Hi, Marty. Okay, he's the boss over there. And, uh, in, uh, well, hold on, Paul Lipton, is there any, well, let me ask you, why do you use PC recruiter? Why do you like PC recruiter? Because it gives you an opportunity, it gives you, it's got a lot of uh, flexibility. It's complex, but it's flexible. And uh-huh. it'll work for this. I'm an individual guy, works great. A um, little bit of a learning curve, but once you get it, it works probably better than anything. I've been working, I've used probably five or six different systems. It's one of the best I've used. And is there anything special? You don't have to name any of the other systems that differentiates it from those that you like. Uh, roll-up lists, the ability to roll up uh, multiple multiple candidates into, uh, you know, into call lists. And the other thing I like, I really like their new improved PCR capture, which you can capture off of LinkedIn. You can capture off of any, you know, various websites, the the, uh, the contact information, the website, their, their uh, resume and the like. Boom, puts it right in. And what, okay, I'm going to stick my neck out here. What about what I've been saying about the support? If you're a little guy, you're just a solo recruiter. Do they give you what Unbelievable. You need? Unbelievable support. Yep. Okay. I called uh-huh. in yesterday with a problem. Boom. Got it fixed. I come up with ideas. They put them right into the, uh, into the queue, and I found a couple of my ideas that I gave them a few months ago. Came out in the new PC recruiter uh, capture. So I was pretty happy about that. And I'm just a little okay. guy, you know. I pay, I you know, I pay less than you know, a lot less than a hundred bucks a month. And, you know, I'm a nobody, and they they're helpful. So yeah, one size fits all, like you say, right? Great. There you go. There, Marty. There's an ad. Okay, you got your money's worth today. Yeah. <laughs> but I, Can I get okay, through, Marty. Marty? <laughs> Keep calling, Marty. <laughs> Marty, Marty Snyder, you know Marty. Do you know him? Does he ever talk I, to you personally? Martin. I didn't realize. I didn't realize his friends called him Martin, Marty. Martin on Facebook, okay? We call him Marty. You can call him Marty, okay? You can call him Marty. Thank you, Paul Lipman, for that. Now come back to the other question I had for you. What about those other 90% who don't respond to your email? Well, how do you go I back? I don't send one email. I send, I send five emails out over the course of a few weeks. Five emails. Okay, do people yep. get mad at you? Do they get mad at you? I get one remove a month, maybe. Do they get mad? Yeah, so what? I mean, okay, I get a little on. aggravated they get mad, but I don't care. <laughs> okay, are, are you sending out a... spam? I go to yeah. them on LinkedIn and Facebook and I unfriend and unfollow them. <laughs> yeah, but do they know? It's do not they know spam, that? Though. I know I know that it's petty, but screw them. I need, I need my I need my pride back. I have good stuff to send you. So mark me as Well, thank you, thank you for telling us about that, Jim. It makes me feel oh. a little better about my little petty uh, grievances. But Paul Lipman, I'm not sure that are you sending out a general email to your whole uh, your your whole um, uh, database every every uh, couple of weeks? Is, I don't know. Uh, I no. thought this was a, Okay. No, these are people who I think would uh, these are prospects. Okay, and so you you do it over a few weeks. You don't mind waiting a few weeks to bring in all the candidates for a job. Yeah, a few days. If I can't use them now, I can use them later. They're in my niche, so I'll use them later. What is your niche? Your niche? Um, I work um, technology, infrastructure, sales. Oh, so you're like you're like Rich. Yeah, Rich like recruiter. Rich and the other guy who was. I mean, not going. Rich recruiter. Yeah, Rich. 
Yeah, Rich does software mostly. He does software sales. And you're using oh, okay. Interstellar for that? I just scheduled a demo for them. They look fantastic. I like the way they're set up. Yeah, yeah. I was using QuickMail, which was really good too, but it got a little pricey and a lot more complicated. This is a really good little product. I've got one called SendPulse that lets you send it. If they didn't open it, send another one. And then if you choose to, you can send a text afterwards. And it oh, that's kind of cool. Campaign together. So it's so, uh, Jim, you really have Jim, to you call this. Jim, you called that a drip marketing campaign. What exactly is a drip marketing campaign? It's just like Paul said. It's you send out repeated emails on one topic. Right. It's it's a uh, you have three or four different emails that go out at different times. So if you send an email out and they don't open it, you send another email with a video. They open that one, then maybe you schedule a call. If you send two emails and they don't open it, maybe you find some way to share something to them on Facebook or something. It's just a matter of trying to figure out what it is that people like. And a lot of it's just changing things like uh, subject lines. You can, you can do different kinds of subject lines. For candidates, it's the same as sending a short in-mail, a long in-mail, then an email, then a phone call. Because eventually yeah, okay. they'll, uh, they'll pick up. So what kind of money should someone be paying a, a month, uh, generally speaking, on, uh, for a drip uh, tool like that, drip marketing tool like that? You should spend 10 years in marketing before you attempt it. <laughs> yeah, right. Do not try this at home. Doing this, we'll jack it up so much, it's going to be embarrassing. Uh huh. Does Michael G. Cox Adonis uh, use something like that? I got to say, he had he had lots of things. He had a lot to say on their show. I got to tell you, is that one of your techniques as well, Michael? No, not here at work. I, I do have something. I have used uh, a, a drip campaign uh, before, but no, not not here. Okay. Do you endorse it? Yeah, if you're good at it, it works amazingly. Uh huh. And so, sure. Paul, do you, so do you do you write like five emails at the beginning of the search and and schedule them into this tool? And is that how it works? It's the same email for any search. No, no, no. I mean, no, no. But you send out repeated emails. Jim suggested that the emails change. If it's the second email, it's not the oh, same yeah, as the first. Oh yeah, second email. Yeah, yeah. I'll send the second email, and it'll just be a re- it'll be regarding the first email. It'll just say re whatever the subject line is. Ooh, don't do that. Well, <laughs> the fake <fun>. re. <laughs> yeah, I do it all the time. The and first one you capitalize, and you have a subject. The second one you do something that looks like you're just talking to them individually. Yeah, I mean, it depends. There's different schools of thought. Look, I studied this with a marketing guy who developed a really good – another program I was using, and he gave me some really good tips on that. And one of them, which is just do an REE, and they're going to open it. And you just say – at the end, you say, hey, maybe my timing's not right. You do a little takeaway close. We'll talk again later. Boom. Or and you know and I'll say you know that would be my last one. My second last one would be, hey, here's one reason why you should always take a call from a recruiter. And I I give a glass door article. Now Mm -hmm. you're able to do this yourself, and it works for you, right? How much Mm -hmm. would you pay from your fee to a marketer to do this for you, so you could stay on the phone? You know, I can actually, it's already set up, so all I have to do is just get somebody, a researcher, or my, I just do it myself all day long while I'm talking on the phone or whatever. But, um, yeah, there are people out there that will do these campaign management for you. But how much would you actually pay for it? How much would I pay? It's worth, yeah. honestly, it's worth probably 1000 bucks a month. Easy. 1000 bucks a month. So here's the problem with almost yep. all of this. But is he going to pay that? that? That's 
No one will pay if a thousand. I, look, if I'm getting a fee for twenty grand and I don't have to do anything but just be on the phone and let somebody else do it, yeah, it's probably worth that much. But I paid, I don't know. So how much would it cost for somebody good to pay attention and do that? Say again, what do you mean? It, it would be five to ten grand to have somebody who was any good work that on a regular basis and extend it and improve it. But no recruiter would ever pay that, even though it would mm-hmm. almost guarantee your revenue. It's what you're doing. What is, it frees you up. Well, so, look, recruiters are, are notoriously cheap. Look how cheap we are, right? We don't want to spend 800 bucks for LinkedIn when it's making us, you know, making people a couple hundred grand a year. I mean, that's come on. That's just that's stupid. You spend the money. You, you invest the money. You're going to get the money back. But okay. this is a challenge. But hold on. Yeah, Jim, you it said, is a challenge. I got before I forget, I want to ask what Paul – Paul, what's, that, what's your subject line? The first one? Quick Second question about your job. What is it? Real Quick question. Quick question about your job. Do you send that to their work email? I send it to wherever or whatever email address I have. Okay, is that, but isn't that dangerous if you put the word job in there? Uh, doesn't the, For you know, who? For them. Yeah, spam some filters and well, pull it out. Why is it dangerous for them? We had this argument on LinkedIn, on uh, Facebook so many times. If they respond to me over their own email, they're an idiot. Okay. I mean, over the work email, they're an idiot. That's their stupidity. Why – getting email – look, if somebody sent me something in my home address, would I call – would I get mad? Why would I get mad? I mean, it's dumb. Yeah, okay. I've the had thing people, is, but Jim also raised the issue. Jobs. Yeah, if you got so we use the word jobs in there, uh, it might go into the spam filter, right? Or the junk file. That's a, that's it an It might issue. alert it somebody. It could. Well, no, it's just, so it, what if it, it alerts somebody? What's that going to do? The response that you have to worry about. In Michael G. Cox, if it alerts somebody, yeah, what happens? So what? Mm-hmm. Well, no, you could be working at an organization that isn't very friendly, and it could put somebody at risk. Again, that's the worst-case scenario, and that has nothing to do with Paul. Just saying, there are a lot of uh, jerks in the world, and some of the people that you contact may be working for one of them, and you're putting them in, a, in an awkward situation. Uh, uh, the only way they're in an awkward situation is if they respond. Mm. Well, I'm, I'm, I don't think you don't send it, but there there are jerks out there. Yeah, they're jerk companies. Who wouldn't wouldn't work for a company like that? I don't know. Look, <laughs> somebody's got to earn a living. Yeah, that's, that's, see, so, you know, and, and when you read all these uh, career articles, it makes it sound like uh, everybody's got the choice of wherever they want to work. Uh, people don't always have that flexibility. They've got. Uh, you know, uh, financial uh, uh, obligations, and they have to take what they can get. Uh, and emotional blocks, cowardice. Well, those blogs are written in, in like from a utopian perspective, and don't take very much into consideration. I think you're right. I think that's very true. I think okay. we live in a hypersensitive world, and people just need to quit being pussies. Personally, uh, yeah, also I, true. I, I gotta, there's a little bit too much <laughs> language today. Oh, sorry. I apologize. <laughs> no, I started it. My fault. Kittens, kittens. <laughs> okay, I, like, I, hold on. I started the show, which I'm going to delete it because everybody said, Audra, even Audra Knight said that the sound was terrible. But uh, I started it off with uh, stuff about bondage videos. Nobody uh, blinked an eye. They don't care. They'll hire you if you post 
bondage videos on your on your Facebook page. So it sounds like lots of people aren't that sensitive. Maybe the owners of companies are a special uh, a, a special category. So a uh, uh, question though about these subject li- uh, lines. I think I like yours. What I like about it is that it's very straightforward and simple. Everybody else is saying. Well, you got to have stuff like flaming hot Cheetos, or I like to go camping at, uh, you know, at the Yellowstone Park as well. Uh, you know, so. I don't but know. I got a fifty-four percent open rate. So, uh, I thought you said ten percent. No, no, ten percent response rate, fifty-four percent open rate. Oh, I see. Okay. Do you have your own DKIM and SPS suggestions? I'm we sorry, say, I, I don't. I, I, I'll make sure you're doing it right. Well, I won't share it with the rest of these guys, but uh, if you're curious <laughs> about what those numbers mean, I'll tell you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. You know what? I guess you know we're at, at the end of the show, so I'm going to mention thank you for uh, taking over while I was off the uh, off the air, Jim. Jim runs SourcingWorkLab.com. SourcingWorkLab.com. He's giving you. Uh, recruiting class online every Monday afternoon. Check it out. You got Michael G. Cox, Adonis, who's here, Paul Lipman. Nice to talk. I don't think I ever spoke to you before. You're great on the phone. I, I, I enjoyed talking to you. Uh, Bill Borman, nice I'm kind of glad. I'm kind of glad you didn't come, Bill. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't come. Everybody can hear it. I had a better conversation with these guys. So there. And you didn't bring your son either. I don't care. Bill Jr., whatever your name is, Frank Borman, right? I won't make fun of the poor young guy. It's not his fault who his dad is, okay? And uh, Maureen Sherb, the greatest, most famous, let's say. I don't know if she's a great. Area code 703 was cut off. Who's that? Is that Derek Zeller? Probably. 703? Probably, yeah. It's too late for him to complain. Okay. Uh, And uh, Jerry. Jerry hasn't said too much. But, hey, everybody. Thank you. I just 
same old thing. I, as a recruiter, there's there's nothing I'm going to now take to my desk, and I am in a state of constant listening, learning, and applying. That's my thing. I got nothing from this show. I'm not going to do anything new. That's what I'm looking for in my learning phase of my career. <laughs> 